0: Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are, my friends. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz.
1: And, as always, there is never enough caffeine for these morning shows.
0: Never enough caffeine. It is 6.12 in the morning for us, because we got up early to talk to our guest this morning in... I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the town... uh, Germany... (laughs) CEO of Egosoft, Bernd Lahan Okay, that was
2: terrible. Um, it burned. I'm just gonna say burned. <laughs> Welcome. That's all. Uh, hi, thank you for having me. No, burned is perfectly fine. And uh, the the name of the town is Vulsen, by the way. Vulsen. <laughs>
0: oh my God, because Okay, you put like what was it an umlaut over the U, and Americans are just exactly. like, Americans are just done. We're just like, nope. Nope, we're nope. Can't handle it. Uh, hey, sorry, I'm used to it. I, I lived in Munich. I'm, I'm oh, that's that. right. That's right. I'm not. Uh, sorry, we're a little late, folks. We're having some technical difficulties with Discord. Uh, which happens sometimes, but we seem to be working now, thankfully. And we're very excited to talk about uh, X4 Front... Uh, I, want, I keep wanting to say Frontiers for some reason. Uh, foundations, as well as the series as a whole, because you pretty much... I want to talk about the series, too, because you pretty much have, at this point, the longest-running space game series, pretty much. Uh, it's been almost 20... Elite? Twi- Elite well, was there before, us. That's true, but they had a long break. And you have more games over your over the time period that they do. They have, what, four? You guys have seven, eight? Um, so, yeah, maybe they're a little longer. But not, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're the longest. Sorry. Um, that's a good point. So you may be one of the longest-running game series, because the first game was... Um, Nineteen
2: ninety nine, and so it's been all. It's been almost twenty years. It, it, the development certainly is longer. Yeah, we started in uh, the development for X Beyond the Frontier started in mid nineties already. We first actually oh really started, uh, with, with a game for the Amiga and then uh, <laughs> gave up on it, and then later revived part of that uh, and and turned it into the uh, X development. So that seriously started in nineteen ninety six, I believe, and yeah, so. <laughs> I have,
0: yes. I have to be honest, I didn't know Egosoft was a thing before the X Games. Like, I didn't know you guys have been around since like 90, 91. I just, I just did a little research. And you guys had about a dozen games in the can even before X, even before the first X game.
2: That's impossible to know in the US for sure because what we did before then was was really just very small titles that were only released in Germany. And, and uh, for the most part... Uh, to, to finance ourselves uh, advertisement games. That was really the thing. I mean, we tried to do the serious games that we wanted to do, but uh, that were just released in Germany and were really, really small. And to finance that development, we did a couple of advertisement games. So that is all basically impossible to know unless you're from Germany. And even in Germany, it's very unlikely that you would know any of those. couple for, for for educational <laughs> purposes, like uh, we've, we've heard a couple of fans over the time coming to us and saying, yeah, I saw this one game in school that was a simulator um, where you could actually simulate a the government of a little island. And it was about uh, ecology, education, and and this kind of stuff. And, and we developed that. But, but that wasn't even with a big logo, Egosoft, on it. It was just... Uh,
0: oh, wow. I do see a Pepsi-branded game here on the uh, list of games on Wikipedia.
2: So I yeah, see what you're... Was it? These advertisement things, yeah. And Pepsi was one, and there was also, yeah, all kinds of things.
0: So I'd I'd like to lead up to X4 uh, because, I mean, the series has been fascinating. It's had such an amazing evolution. So I I do want to talk about that because it's really a staple of the genre at this point. So, like, I I do want to talk about X4, but I want to talk about, like, the... I want to talk about the start of the series as a whole. You said there was an Amiga game that didn't really work out. Was that the first stab at an open space game
2: for you guys? Yeah, it was really the development out of the love for space games. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Elite. Uh, and uh, we... Um, this running basically in parallel to some of those other games that I mentioned and, and the advertisement stuff, but... It was um, never really taking off, also in part due to technical limitations. And um, that was just really a very small development back then. And then the um, real development for X Beyond the Frontier started with the 3D accelerator cards. That was, uh, I think, oh. Windows 95. Basically, 1995, we 1995, uh, I remember I went to some development here in, in Europe. They were really... Um, making a lot of noise about uh, 3D acceleration and the DirectX interface. Back then it was actually called differently, but it turned later into DirectX. And that was for us an, um, really the, the motivation to revive this idea and make a space game based on 3D acceleration and, and those cool new cards.
0: Oh yeah, right. Like the first like rendition and I think ATI cards... Oh, that was even
2: before Voodoo Extreme. That was the uh, oh yeah Voodoo graphics. That was even before NVIDIA became a thing. Uh, NVIDIA was like I I remember when we when we were first um, invited over to a uh, conference by Microsoft in Seattle um, that they uh, uh, allowed uh, game developers to to meet up with. graphic driver developers in, in, in a hotel, uh, on, on, near the Microsoft campus. And, uh, I, we, we were invited by NVIDIA, which was a super small company and they, <laughs> their first generation of, I think Riva. Uh, uh, oh God. The same, yeah.
0: Even. Yeah. Uh, Riva. Oh my cars. God. Oh my God. Yeah. That takes me back. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. So so the first game apparently did very well um, because, you know, there have been 18,000 since. Um, but it, it, I feel it's interesting because you guys hit just as the genre was in decline. Like, your first – so you kind of helped carry us through those dark years of the aughts. You know what I mean? Because you guys were like the big deal for like a decade, you know?
2: Yeah it's 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 true that the whole space games uh as as a genre went down actually um we 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 just uh, had a, had a little movie made uh here in Germany last year about exactly that topic and some some journalists from Cologne were were trying to research the reasons behind that and uh, were interviewing us and some other game developers about exactly this phenomenon and um yeah of course in in our case it's a little bit unfair to say that that uh i I my my opinion on this whole thing, why why were space games becoming less popular at that time was uh and I said that in that movie as well, is is that um actually uh the rise of um first person action shooter games uh like Doom were um, at that same time, they just be, were more popular for pure action game because before this time you had, as space games, you had also pure action games. So just the, 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 the not Elite, but actually more like the Wing Commander games and also um, the LucasArts Hours uh, games where, where they were really just about missions and space action and not so much about the stuff that Elite does and that we do also, the, the economy simulation. Uh, those kind of games were in a direct competition with doom and with all the other shooters since then and i think right. um, there was a, they, they had this inherent disadvantage that space has um well has a problem with emptiness kind of you you don't have these dense levels you don't have walls to hide behind and you don't have that fast-paced action uh at least it's not so natural to it you have to do something to create levels you have to Action near space station. So you have to have asteroid fields, and there are games that do that very well. But it's 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 hard. It's an obstacle that you have to overcome first. Whereas a, a first person shooter in a in a in a Doom environment in in a, in, in in yeah, yeah. level uh, is, is more natural and works faster. So. Um that's why it's a little bit unfair to compare because, as I said, our games always added a lot on top of it and were not just that. They also had the uh, trading aspect. They also had the building of space stations, at least later. Well, building of space stations was not with the first part. But, right. yeah, so the the, mem- uh, the management of your own empire, all of that part, that, that added to it. So that is uh, why it's not so simple that you can put it in one, the game in one drawer together with, uh, with yeah, Wing Commander
0: right yeah it's it's definitely it definitely has multiple hats uh would you uh speaking i i would say would you say the economy is probably the biggest hat that this game wears
2: probably the most unique one i think um yeah. other games that have the <clears throat> that have trading as well but uh for sure. us what's um what's really special always is this um the 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 authenticity if you if you will of it the fact that um we are actually simulating a whole lot of death in that economic universe that, that every, every good in the universe is being manufactured by factories and that the resources for those factories are delivered by ships. And if you blow up a ship that the price for the resource can go up in the station. So that's an awful lot of simulation in the background for just the uh, economy. I don't think there's any other game that does as, especially for a single player game, because, um, most of the time you try to do things, as we call it, top down, like you, you try to present an economy so that it makes sense for the player. Whereas we have this economy, which we are simulating for the entire universe to be realistic and to make it then a good experience for the player is then a balancing act on top of that. So that's, that's I think, pretty, pretty different uh, approach to, to that part.
0: And I have to say, uh, going into X4, uh, this, to me at least, has been the game that has the most easily to understand economy. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not much of a trader. Uh, I'm usually more of a mission guy. And so when I look at a, an economy in a lot of space games, my my eyes are just like, nope, we're done. I can't handle it. But with the map mode especially, you, you've you really made great strides in making the economy at least to someone like me a lot more understandable it's much more visual uh you could see the parts moving a lot um a lot more uh, a lot easier so i i have to um i have to say thank you for making the economy much easier
2: for someone like me to grok in the latest game (laughs) I mean, definitely, the map is, uh, was was one of the biggest uh, developments. Actually, it is the single most, uh, uh, the single biggest new piece in in for this game because so much of the new gameplay is based just on that. It's not just the economy, but the economy benefits, of course, a lot. But it's also just the simple management aspects when you have fleets, when you have more than one ship, also just even exploration things where you. Where there's lots of areas in the game where, where the map helps, but yeah, we also try to make the economy aspects simpler to understand because especially with X Rebirth, we found uh, that there were just too many different products and too many names to memorize and too many complicated, unnecessarily complicated names and <clears throat> relations between different products. So we try to simplify that so, so it's more intuitive to understand what what product and what resource goes into what and how to see that actually on a map. Yeah.
0: And and you've definitely done a better job because it makes a lot more sense to me now. Like, cause I I've played i played all of the previous games, but I'm gonna be honest, I've bounced off of them a bit because it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> what does this work what does this do? I don't understand. So I also gotta thank you for the map mode and making missions a lot easier to find this time around. It's because I like I said, I love missions. And uh, the map mode makes that so great. Like, I love flying around, just, oh, mission, 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 mission. I love stacking missions and just having a to-do list. So, so that is f- wonderful
2: for someone like me to be able to do that now. <laughs> the, the, the mission aspect is, of course, also something where we always um, went. It's, it's hard to find the perfect balance. It's, on sure. the one hand... Uh, we we tried with some games to have more of a um, storytelling aspect and the right. linear uh, plot in in the game and um, that's always b- because the game has this epic universe and we are trying to to tell that story of the universe. There were I don't know if you know that, but there were also even books written in that by uh, really authors. Uh, oh. Yeah, actually a whole series of books. It's um, by by Helge Kautz and. Um, already with the very first game to work with us. And um, yeah, unfortunately the original ones were just written in Germany. So uh, in German, so they were not um, published uh, until uh, I think the reunion, maybe the translation of the first book, Farnham's legend into English happened and also into Russian, by the way, like Russia was always a special market for us as well, maybe because they are so affiliated with, with, with space, uh,
0: Right, oh,
2: yeah. Very, very nicely. But um, now with um, X4, we also translated the second book now uh, into um, into English and, and plan to do more of that. And um, so, uh, yeah, that, so there is this, this background fiction of the universe, but the game was always struggling a little bit with linear storytelling in the game. Whenever we tried that, it didn't work too well with the sandbox aspect of the universe because uh, play, X games are predominantly sandbox. People want to play in very different kind of careers. Some go in and want to trade. Some go in and want to fight. Some want to build a military. Some want to be pirates. And then a linear plot always has to make compromises on every side. And um, that's why uh, with X4, we went more... Uh, yeah, more extreme in that sandbox aspect, and and uh, cut back a little bit on this linearity of a plot. We have a plot, and there's it, it has a couple of really cool special things like the the research aspect and the unlocking of of teleportation and some other technologies. But it's really short and and just does its job, and and then it uh, the the ideas it leads you into other opportunities for. Independent uh, mission chains, so there's this these uh, wars that are going on in the universe where you uh, basically subscribe to uh, to a military to to do missions for them and uh, other opportunities similarly uh, with good relationships with with something more jobs and and more more missions and uh, that's more like a sandbox uh, approach to this to this mission thing
0: right, uh sorry, folks. we're still having some discord issues. I've noticed the server is kind of going in and out, so um so, so the audio is not the best. I apologize for that, but that's kind of one of the one of the downsides of doing it live is <laughs> probably one of the few downsides of doing this live um you got you got a lot of, we got some compliment- you got some compliments on the books in uh the twitch chat uh that they're they are a lot of fun to read, so I will have to check those out. Um, but, but yeah, I, I've noticed the missions are, I mean, there, you have some road missions in the game, like, uh, fix this, take this there. But I've also liked that you've had some missions like this guy stole this thing from me and I want it back. Can you guys, can you go get that? <laughs> or my ship left me. Can you take me to it? So I've noticed there's a decent variety. There's like what, a
2: dozen different types of missions in the game so far. I don't really know the total number yeah it's it's w- there's uh i think it's more than a dozen base uh uh type of missions, and then there is text varieties and and difficulty varieties on top of that, and then yeah they are stringed together into mission chains that's what I meant before with those military right. uh, war missions for example and and then the storytelling can be different depending on which side you join, so like there can be even the same war that you can join on uh, two different sides like uh, if in the uh, or. Fighting with an Argon uh, military faction, then you can I- either join the military or the Paranet side. So it's uh, uh, and potentially play this similar mission still. So it's it's uh, war missions. And you you guys have been
0: working you guys have been working hard on the war aspect because it was uh, apparently a little little bit broken upon release. But um, apparently there was a, a folks if you haven't seen it, there's a 14 minute video about 15 minutes. Uh, that Egosoft just released, talking about how they fixed the war aspect and what's coming in the next big patches that y'all should watch if you have any interest, because there's a lot coming for this game, which is very exciting.
2: Um doing this video last night. Yeah, that's uh, about um, uh, this this war uh, problem. It's actually funny. I mean, the the uh, the war... Was it was just a side effect of a couple of a whole sequence of little bugs that all kind of stalled the war in in the long run, and it's always was very hard to find these bugs because they always just show up after many dozens of hours of playtime. So if you if you just start the game, you you wouldn't see it, but if you, uh, you heard the reports, and then we had to uh, test the game with with. Uh, um, we got from from people and uh, yeah, even our testers uh, before didn't have the, the chance to play with a single version for such a long time. That's uh, part of the problems.
0: Oh, I see. I was wondering about. The, I was wondering about the uh, the QA process uh, that brought it to this point. So, so do 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 you, do you uh, put on your testers? Do you like iterate very quickly? Is that why, as you were saying, they don't spend a lot of time with one version? Do you like? Patch, test, patch, test. Like, how does that work?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's a mixture. We start, it depends really on what you are focusing on. And uh, different uh, testers also sometimes have different assignments. But uh, so one aspect, and that is the aspect that he is mostly involved in, is the economy testing, where we always try to simulate long periods of time. But in that case, where where we did just that, we didn't uh, have some other aspects that uh, counteracted here, so this is is really complex. It's not just you know if you if you just took the game and let it run um, with some some help, basically in an accelerated mode, which which we also do. Basically, we can simulate many hundreds of hours within just uh, a day or two. But uh, if we did that, then this bug wouldn't show up um, because of other yeah. So oh, it it would only happen if you actually play hundreds of hours. So that's oh, uh, the next, next thing complicated. <laughs> but I have to give you
0: guys props for pushing out the uh, post-release patches so quickly. That is really great to see that kind of... Because um, I don't remember any of the previous games getting patched as much as... Uh, or as quickly as this one. Has this been like the right. most patched one you've been you've done since release?
2: No, I don't think so. It's uh, I mean, with X rebirth, we had a lot more problems. It's just where the level that you get to is. Uh, I I hope, and I I had that feeling uh, before launch, and now you 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 get this you get the distorted uh, impression sometimes that lots of bugs are there. I hope that this is uh, um, not not the case for everybody. I mean, these kind the the bug that we are just talking about with the wars uh, kind of fading away, right. To judge how many people were affected by that, um, it's if of course, if you if you only played, say, 10, 20 hours in, in that week, you would probably not have noticed it. Um, and and of course, it's uh, it should be fixed when when you're when when the new patch is applied, and you wouldn't notice it in the future either because save games should work,
0: right? But, and they um, and, and they have little, between versions. Thank, thank you for that. They, I, the, your save games have worked between versions. Um, I think, though, even though there have been some bugs, it's it's. Um, I think people are a little more forgiving, at least at least what I've noticed for big open games like this, because there are just so many variables, and you can't test every variable until you put it in pl- into multiple players' hands. You know, and That's then
2: certainly an inherent problem of our games that they are so so damn complex. We have so many things, and that indeed makes it very hard to have everything perfect. Uh, I I really believe that this game is uh, probably the best uh, in in that regard from all the X games we've ever released uh, because we we had to make the decision for the release date like (sighs) half a year ago and uh, at that time um, I already uh, when we were testing ourselves and at that time I personally had a lot more time to test than I do have now because uh, uh, since with with support and with with press work uh, uh 24/7 but um at that time when i was actually testing much more um um yeah I, I got a really good feeling about the game because it was a lot of fun already then and uh it's uh, yeah there are bugs and there's still bugs here and there but it's uh it's already, i think it's in a good condition and and uh, can of course yeah if um it is it's a little bit hard to compare to a uh, a a Simpler title a game that has not so many features and then you have more yeah you have more of an opportunity to concentrate just on on that one
0: yeah exactly because you've got like that huge background economy simulation plus all these npcs going around plus all the stuff you're doing you've also put stuff in the universe like satellites and other ships so there's just so much going on that of of, of course stuff is going to fall through the cracks but uh
1: well, it, it's also I, technically easier to do that sort of troubleshooting and and bug fixing when you have a more story focused yeah, game, because exactly. because when you have that that more of a I don't want to say linear but but a more focused uh, narrative to go through, then it's it's easier to test. Okay, this checkpoint, this is what should be here. This is what should be happening. And with a more sandbox game, with a much larger background economy and background simulation going on, you can't really test for every variable until it gets out into the wider audience. That makes total sense.
2: True, but it's still sad. I mean, I'm sorry for everybody who had a bad experience if it happens. um, uh, There's not just that. It's also uh, there's this other aspect uh, that we have our own uh, self-developed engine that's, of course, also a little bit... Getting more and more of a rarity that uh, especially independent developers now have their own graphic engine, and I was actually uh, that's that's an aspect that really surprised me that we still had some uh, technical issues with the graphic cards and and uh, graphic engine on, on release because so many people have never run a Vulcan game on their machine before. We were um, we felt a little bit more safe in that regard because we had uh, X Rebirth VR edition coming out last year. And that was already using the same graphics engine based on Vulkan, but of course the target audience was a bit different. That was just high-end VR machines, uh, even more high-end than what we are now. I mean, the, the, we, we still have pretty high um, minimum requirements, but then there are still people who are going, who are trying to play the game with machines that are below our minimum requirements, which may work and. Of course, we don't want to tell people give up on it, but uh, yeah, we, we are saying yeah that your graphic card has to have three gigabytes of graphic memory, and then people are finding out yeah, but I can still play it with two gigabyte cards, and and um
0: yeah, I I have to say I I have a pretty beefy uh, machine here. I just got it built, and it runs great. Like I've had not, I don't think I've had one crash. I mean, there have been Ooh, some yeah, minor.
2: It's just that there are some people that have never run a Vulcan game and then still uh, we had one problem in particular where people um, couldn't run our game because they had at one point in the past an AMD driver on their machine and the AMD driver left a file on uninstall that breaks our game now. Oh even my though God. they are now running on an NVIDIA card. And, what? Uh, you have to manually delete that file from the Windows folder. Otherwise, our game wouldn't run. And that's, wow. that's something that really sad but um yeah
0: that that might be one of the craziest most minute bugs i've ever heard of like you have to find this one file that the thing what did not install itself to run the entire game that's wow that's insane so we do have a couple of questions from um (coughs) from the um from the twitch chat first uh, do you have to restart saves to reap the benefits of new patches or like or do you have to restart a game to get the benefit of new patches or will existing saves get the benefits like will stalled economies recover if you start a save
2: game from a previous version is the question yes, they should. absolutely it, it may take a while but they should definitely recover yes Okay, good. Because I, I, uh, I'm on several
0: forums, so I asked them some questions, and you already answered some of them with that video. But it sounds like the stuff fixing the war, uh, for example, also fixes the lo- – kind of kick-starting the larger economy into gear as well. Because I've heard – I've seen a lot of more stations making things, building things, that sort of thing. So it sounds like it was a win-win situation to fix – that particular yeah, of course, problem.
2: Of course. The economy is based on the uh, demand for stuff from wars. But basically, the the conflicts in the universe are the drain for everything that is produced. So, or not everything, but the, a large fraction of what is produced. So, if if the wars fade out, then we have a problem here.
0: We also have players confirming that the patches created a lot more xenon. So, uh, yay! I guess. <laughs> Uh, another question from the chat. How big was the pressure from the industry or investors to implement loot boxes or microtransactions? Was there any
2: pressure in that regard? don't have pressure from the outside uh, now anymore because this is completely independently developed. So that, that also means you can, everything that happens you can blame on us alone. Oh, okay. I mean, there, there are, That's I mean, great. There, there are no microtransactions or anything like that yet uh, with with certainly look a little bit envious on on games like star citizen and thinking wow how much money could we make if we would sell people spaceships oh um, please don't go down that route <laughs> please
0: please 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 oh, please don't go down oh, seriously
2: that. I'm, I'm not criticizing that game it's, it's it's really great what they are doing but of course this is a different way to to market your game and and it is uh and, and i mean it's a uh, but, yeah, we haven't done that and we, we won't. But um, we are also thinking of uh, what maybe in the long term um, um, having a, a compromise where we can get a little bit more money from from um, during the years when the game is out because uh, you have to see when, you, when we bring out a new game, yeah, the game sells and that's great. But um, we have uh, – this is a very long uh, period of development and um, so – Right, of course. Uh, that would definitely help us.
0: Another question from the Twitch chat. Uh, are we getting Boron and Split
2: in the future? Uh, I, I think I've, we, we have announced that already that we are working uh, or we will be working on expansions. Oh. Boron are very close to my heart. I definitely want to have them in the game. And the splits uh, are important for for the full uh Full old retro ex universe experience as well. So yes, um, we haven't made the decision yet which uh, which one goes into which expansion, but we will make expansions, and in every expansion there will probably be one race uh, added to the universe at the core of it, with everything that comes with it: new sectors, new ships, new uh, new economy.
0: Right, of course. Like, like I, I think well, rebirth really. Um, Uh, benefited from a couple of expansions. Once those expansions were out, the game was really great. You guys did a wonderful job uh, turning that ship around. Uh, So I got to say props to that. We do have a question related to Rebirth. Uh, What was the biggest lesson you learned from that game? Oh...
2: There's uh, so much you have to le- you you can learn from from um, your mistakes. There's always, I mean, it's I, I wouldn't say the game is a mistake, but there's certainly a lot of mistakes in in the development process. And um, uh, this it's one the biggest one as a, a biggest single one is probably that uh, uh, the biggest mistake is to do a- a too many things at once from scratch and to do too many things newly f- uh, for for a single product. Because X Rebirth was a uh, the one product where we basically reinvented everything at the same time. We had a new graphic engine, we had a new core gameplay engine, we reinvented all the game mechanics. And um, we are usually best when we improve on a basis that was there before. And that is uh, what we did with the X Games before X Rebirth, where we basically always had a running game, and then we improved on top of it. And that can include changing the graphic engine underneath that and can include also making bigger individual changes but not everything at once and that was probably the biggest mistake with X-Rebirth development.
0: But uh but in the end uh X-Rebirth turned out great. Like it was it was it was it had a kind of a rocky start of course, but it in the end it turned into I mean at it eventually to me became the most until this one at least became the most accessible of the X games to me
2: it was a goal i mean the, the one part of the goal and also the reason why we didn't call it x4 was we wanted to open some new markets uh, get get to some other people not just the x fans and in the problem with that was the communication aspect of co- or how how you call it um people we, we tried to call it uh Actually, in the very beginning, we wanted to call it something entirely different and not even make it part of the X universe. That would probably have been a wise decision. But then it's very tempting for if you're a small developer like us, Egosoft, and we have this established universe, so much that speaks to staying with one universe, also fiction-wise. So you have all of that all of that background to to take from and, and add to it. Uh, creating something entirely new would be silly in that regard. But it, marketing wise, it was dangerous. And that was leading to a lot of the bad reviews also for X Rebirth were the um in, yeah re, be, uh, incorrect assumptions or incorrect expectations when play, uh, player started the game if you played X3 before and you uh you know X3 you know the user interface and then you go to X Rebirth and everything is different and the game had especially cut away some features by every ship then, um, yeah, then you are not a happy customer. And uh, even even though we tried to communicate that before, it didn't come across to everybody. Or people just, yeah, um, there's there's lots of things that went wrong uh, with, with with that game and the communication. And but that is uh, of course part of that uh, that makes it more makes it hard uh, uh, to then get back. I mean, we we uh, worked hard on in the in the years after to to get it back on track. And I think we did uh somewhat decent job with that, especially now when you when you have the end result, but it's always uh yeah for for the from the point of view of a customer that has uh, uh problems at the beginning that's always of course not, not not
0: Well, interestingly enough, we've had some people in the Twitch chat saying this is their first X game. So maybe you maybe some, so that's that's great. I mean maybe uh x rebirth got people interested enough to try this new one, like like the buzz about x rebirth got people interested in this one because uh that's
2: definitely go- good i mean this is absolutely our goal that uh we, we don't want to i mean this is this is what we were afraid of if we would have just continued with x three if you it would have been a lot easier of course from a developer's uh, point of view to to have uh, to stick with not just uh the philosophy but also with the engine and everything of x3 and continue that um and and be very also very uh conservative with the game development like like not introduce new gameplay at all stick exactly to the menus you have stick exactly to the controls you have very conservative gameplay development but then you are always um yeah you are reducing your, your target audience. Uh, every, the people that are there will be very happy. They will give you great reviews. That's probably a very safe way to get very good reviews um, because people have what they expect. There's, they don't go into the game with, with, and, and, have, and are unhappy with what they get. But it is a smaller and smaller number of people in the end. And, and we want to also get into new people and, and open their mind for some risky new gameplay experiences. A, it's a, it's a, always trying to find a compromise.
0: Well, it sounds like you've done a great job because I mean the reviews for this one have been pretty good at the gate on Steam. uh That's been great to see. It's it's also been great to see it on the on the high sales list for a space game. That's phenomenal. You know, to, yeah, to to, s- yeah,
2: yeah. The, the reviews on Steam are so important for us. And, and we, uh, oh my god, important for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh we are sitting here every day looking at the at that number because it's it's uh we are now a little bit above above 70% and it's just so great. I mean, yeah, it's as I said, the problem is that people who are um coming, like especially conservative players who are unhappy with some something, they are very quick to give a negative review. And and it is pretty tough on Steam. You only have thumbs up or thumb down. And you have to have more than 70% of people saying thumb up and that's actually really hard to achieve. So this is a pretty tough, tough review system and um, we are really, really happy that we are above the 70% now.
0: Yeah, I I have a love-hate relationship with Steam's review system. I mean, I find it very useful as a a consumer, but it's it gets bombed so many times, you know?
1: It,
2: it's
0: easy it, to game
1: the system.
2: It's so easy to game it. That uh um... yeah, i don't know easy to game I don't know it's 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 very it's it's hard it's it's really tough on the developer and yeah uh, it's, exactly um, it's 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 of course more um it's easier for a game that has a very very clear and simple um marketing message if you make a jump and run and this is like and you say this is the jump and run, this is what it is. And then people love it and then you get 90% and that's great. But if for a game like ours, it's pretty tough because people have these uh, very different uh, expectations. The one plays it as an economy simulator, the other goes in wants the action and wants the linear plot line. And then, yeah, reviews are always going to be mixed. We We have no chance in hell of ever going over 90% or something. Can you can't the, please everyone
1: when you are doing so many things at brutal. once. And that's not a bad thing necessarily that you're trying to do that because it's, it's a very difficult road to go down. <laughs> On the other hand, the people who really love the game, they're, I, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now and and so many people are that are leaving positive reviews because they're just really happy with what they were waiting for they were hoping for and it and it fit those expectations that's great it's great to see that you know from from okay. a developer perspective but also from a consumer perspective because that means hey more eyes on your game
2: it's, it's wonderful to see the feedback of course and yes the we we have fans that give us the most wonderful reviews and love the game very much and that's super super cool for us unfortunately on that review system they can still only give us one thumb up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <It's
1: not> like- <laughs> i can only give one thumb for this game <laughs>
2: yeah. and that's I- the problem with that review system you know if, if i go yeah. on imdb i am I'm, I'm a i'm a big fan of movies and um i have uh, done that for many many years i think uh, I, I don't know when did imdb start this must have been already in the 90s the now, 90s sure. yeah it was it yeah. was a very I- early website yeah very early I was giving reviews all the time and using IMDb for me personally to basically uh, keep track of what I watched and how much I like this. And I, right from the very start, I had this very good idea of what is for me a 10, what is for me a 9, an 8, a 7. Right. And, and and if it, if I see a rating on IMDb and I see this one has 7 out of 10, then it, I, I, I know this is still a pretty good movie. This is getting an 8 point something on IMDb is like, crazy good yeah in the long run but uh yeah with with just thumb up and thumb down it is much much harder to get to that
0: yeah i i kind of wish they'd at least do something a little more granular like maybe five stars you know so people can give like a meh you know or okay or really good you know that might be a little
1: or if they could or if they could do something like what curators can do and mark a review as informative rather than a a straight oh
0: god i wish they could do that with people
1: yeah yeah because maybe they can say hey this game is not for me i can't recommend it but i know that for people who like this genre they will love this game i'm just not one of them that would be more of an informative thumbs up rather than a straight up or down
2: I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm the wrong person to ask about that because, well, as a developer, you sit at the end and you have to live with it. And um, yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's <laughs> just like it is. So,
0: well, it's also fascinating for us as consumers and curators to watch, uh, watch that as well, B- because you know, so, like there could be really good games that might get a review bomb, or there could be really bad games that you know pay people to give them good reviews so
2: it's not and, and the- i think, I think steam does a good job against that i have i have seen that happening the the whole uh, um reviewers that are trying to um we we've been contacted uh by, by people that say here we uh we have um uh, a website and give us keys and then we will review you positively and uh i have Forwarded that to Valve and say, Hey, see, we we." especially. I was really pissed after X Rebirth. You know, I mean, we got really bad reviews with X Rebirth, and we were in that basement of below 50% or 50% 50 to 60% where we always will have our red. Review signal, and then uh, and that for all of those years when we were developing X Rebirth On, we had to live with that stigma, yeah. Even though we saw that the people that now in by that time bought the game were giving good reviews, it would never help us because uh, we would never come out of that basement that we d- duck our that hole that we dug ourselves, kind of. But it, th- I consider that fair because the game had a lot of problems at the beginning, and yeah, that's that's we did that to ourselves, but then. This stuff happens, and you see, ah, oh, there are there are people that are paying for reviews, but but I'm sure wealth is fighting against that and is doing something against that. And uh, now, I mean, uh, un, uh, unpaid uh, keys are not having any effect on the thumbs up, thumbs down thing, for example. The only uh, you have to buy the game on Steam to have an effect on that. And that's uh, a little bit unfair, again, for us, because lots of our fans bought the game at the Egosoft store. And they also, unfortunately, all don't contribute to our uh, rating. That's, right,
1: uh, I mean, They show up in, in the review list, but it doesn't count toward the actual score.
2: And unfortunately, that is the important part—the actual score at the end. When, when you, yeah. the moment you have a red th- sign there, that's uh, really uh, stopping people from buying the game, and that hurts uh, a developer, of course.
0: Yeah. So, oh, we have more questions coming in from the uh, from the chat. Someone was asking about balance because they were saying right now a fighter can take down a destroyer. They were saying I've not seen that, but has that um, been—is that something you guys are aware of?
2: Well, I, there are there are certainly issues, and we are working on them. But I th- I wouldn't uh, say every certainly not every fighter can take every destroyer. Uh, there's the, it depends on the destroyer, and it depends on the fighter. They uh, they are that he's probably talking about an M ship with some uh, strong turrets, and and it's probably an M ship um, with with a dock already with a, with an S ship docked on it already. And then the if if that if the capital ship is, is weaker. That's possible, and um especially if you if you are good and take out the engines first, so it's not necessarily a balancing issue, but um there are balancing issues, and we are always looking at it and 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 getting more feedback and and trying to improve little things little by little we had for example some serious problems with turrets now after after release because shortly before release we were actually trying to deliberately make them a little dumber <laughs> and unfortunately we went far over uh, and then people were complaining a lot about turrets being uh, not not hitting anything and yeah it's it's always yeah working on those little screws to to change things one way or the other
0: right um so i i also asked around uh some of the for i i'm on a bunch of forums and we're all just a lot of us are giddy about your game so well done there but uh, i asked some questions i asked people if they had any questions about your game um yesterday and this is before that video came out so you've already answered some of them um but i do have a couple of specific questions like is uh what is track ir coming and if so when
2: our list um but i cannot give a guarantee when um the, the, the stuff that i mentioned in that video that goes into 1.5 or 2.0 there's a when there's the when is already answered we have 1.5 before christmas 2.0 right. in january or february um maybe this happens as well for uh, for the 2.0 um version because it's probably not a huge thing um we have we have some experience with track already uh, because we have supported it in the past um so it may be easy, and then uh, will happen immediately, but it's just not on the top of our priority list. So that's why we currently don't have uh, time to look into it. And gotcha. It's uh, it will be supported sooner or later.
0: Now, one question that came up both uh, when I asked on my forums and in the chat today is uh, something about a venture system. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, people are asking. No idea what
2: you're talking? No idea what you're talking about. Never heard that word. Never, never, ever have I heard that word. Huh. <laughs> Wait a little bit and you will find something out maybe in a week. Oh okay. <laughs> I
0: I'm sorry. I've never I I've I've only got maybe 10 hours into the game. And so like there's still a lot I don't know. Like someone on my uh, YouTube videos like left like four like mm, 15 to 20 comments on how to do things that I didn't do right in the video. <laughs> Because I'm like I'm learning as I go, you guys. Because there wasn't
2: there wasn't a manual when I played. <laughs> yeah, but those are the best the best videos for me for us. And I mean, it's it's this is the most realistic. You want to see somebody who has never, in the best case, never played an X game before, and then just see what do they get and what do they not get. And then you that's where uh, we, we were watching lots of str- uh, streams um, after release. It's always. Uh, it hurts us to see if somebody just doesn't get something after a couple of minutes, but if, 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 uh, and that's ho- hope, uh, luckily that is more often the case. And if somebody first doesn't get it, but then after just a couple of seconds or a minute, he finally finds it out, then ha, we are very happy. And, um, that's, um, Yeah. Yes. Another, uh, sorry, God, problem with the uh, I, I just wanted to mention the the tutorials that's because i that plays into that of course i mean uh the the, the same issue we, we we have um we have tutorials in the game that should solve a lot of that like if you really cannot figure out something then there's this h button you you press h and then you see a, a list of tutorials and you can select which one you want to to try out and uh, and it should explain you something but yeah because of the complexity of the game there's just uh, a large number of tutorials we could make and uh, we only have so many and even that those that we have could could actually go on longer or could be a lot better because we could put in so much development time just in the tutorial section um of course in the best case you you shouldn't need them in the best case uh uh itself and oftentimes that also works fine but it's always yeah different people get always stuck at different points and um that's good when you have a tutorial at that uh yeah
0: i have i have to admit i did pretty much just about all the tutorials except for like the couple that you like i haven't done the shipboarding tutorial yet because there hasn't been an opportunity to do that yet so um i know that pops up when like the time comes but i just haven't done it yet um but, yeah, I actually in my own in my own stupidity, forgot a few things from the tutorials, like I forgot you hit O to uh hoover in nearby containers. I completely forgot about that that 's my fault
2: <laughs> not your fault that's my fault oh, it 's totally normal and and and, <laughs> and uh, it's still a weakness of the game if it happens too often and uh, because you don't want to memorize uh, dozens of keys. Tutorial uh, is 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 just a help. It's uh, as I said, the best case, the game doesn't need a tutorial, and you. Uh, it's just uh, there. There is just too many things to do in the game, um, and uh, in the best case, you just find them out when you need them. Like it, it would be silly to start uh, by reading a manual first before you even go into the game because there's so many things, uh, like. Um, Sometimes you even spoil the fun if you if you read up about it first. I, I try to make an FAQ about a lot of the more advanced gameplay stuff. Like um, people were asking about uh, in in support emails, asking about uh, crew education. Why do I uh, what 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 does it help if I have better crew? What uh, uh, how do I manage them between ships? And what what are the advantages disadvantages and and um,
0: yeah, I've barely played with that, but I've no, I, I did read that you know their crew have star ratings
2: and they could do better trades and yeah, yeah, a lot of. I mean, that's the intuitive part, right? I mean, not more you don't really need to know if you want to know more. Then there is the manual, then there is an FAQ, but um, what, you don't need to know that. It's it's pretty intuitive that you see that somebody who has five stars is better than somebody who has four stars.
0: Yeah, that that was. That was right off the bat. Like I got a new ship, the captain has zero stars. It makes sense, new ship, new captain. But you know, they'll probably get more stars as they go. They do gain experience, and as they get right, they then they gain their star Does their star rating go up as they as they do more stuff?
2: Yes, exactly. And uh, there was there was a buck there actually, where people were hiring people from capital ships and uh, basically just landing on on NPC capital ships and hiring the the crew on the npc ship uh and and th- those people were very experienced already and they got basically experienced crew right from the start that's uh that was actually not intended but it was it was possible <laughs> and, um, yeah the, that's it's, funny uh, actually it's it's, it's it's cool this is this is kind of fact that nobody would complain about because they're just happy to have good crew <laughs> Uh, so uh, we have a question about carriers
0: in X4. Um, are they going to be expanded upon? Like the question, the the person who asked said they don't seem to offer much more fighter capacity than other ships and aren't really heavily armed. Are they going to be expanded upon in uh, future updates? It,
2: when 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 we talk when we say assets, what I mean is really new new ships, new uh new ships, new stations. Um, this will mostly happen with, uh, with the expansions. Um, we can probably not offer a lot of new ships and normal uh, um, free updates. We will make a lot of free updates, and this is mostly about the features. Um, that can also mean improved carriers, and uh, because of the functionality of what you do with them, or because of the balancing changes. Like, for example, I, I got some that, uh, especially with carriers, we should work on the speed of those ships to make them a lot faster. Well, that's a dangerous thing to do. We we will look into that and and try it out. But um, um, that that would of course make them more interesting for for um, yeah moving your fleet around because currently the the problem with, with carriers is that they are and the ships that they can potentially transport. But um, yeah, uh, since they um, do not uh, since your fleet may not be in so no not not need so much protection then uh, you, you rather take the, the higher speed that the ship has on its own over the protection that it gets through the carrier. So yeah, that's balancing and we will work on that. But um, new carriers, new complete, new capital ships will be probably reserved to the expansions.
0: That makes sense. Um, are, is there anything special at all for finding a data vault or is it just an achievement? I didn't even know there were data vaults in the game. What's a data vault?
2: Datafall. There's some some uh, cool thing. It looks a little bit like a mini station with solar sails on it, or little little station module with solar panels on it. And um, there's some some uh, yeah some things on it to interact with. You will find them out in the game, and they are not explained at all. You find them, and they look mysterious, and you observe them, and uh, yeah, and and use your spacesuit when you find one. And there's some stuff inside, and um, yes, there is something special because uh, usually they all contain um, a little, uh, um, yeah, the data, the the data that you unlock with them, and that's usually a cutscene that explains the history of the X universe. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, little um, cutscenes that you add to the timeline in the encyclopedia. If you open the encyclopedia, it has two sections on the left side, and that second section is timeline. And there you can oh, see I was wondering about that. Oh, I was wondering what that the deal with that was. Those timeline entries are unlocked with with data rolls, and um, oh. they they are cutscenes about the history of the universe. So you learn a little bit about, uh, um, yeah, what what happened to the different races and how they are related to Earth and. Um, what uh, what wars happened and why and what happened with the gate shutdown things like that. That's partially based on the books, partially based on the games, or yeah, both. Well, I have to,
0: I've not seen one yet, but that just gives me more of an impetus to explore, and I just wanted to say, I really love the it's like a two-tiered exploration system in this game. You can not only use the long-range scanner thing to find stuff far away, but even when you get to a station, you use the, like, scan mode to scan the station uh to find like little those little sparkly bits the little sparklers that get you blueprints or missions i did have a question about that though the scan the scan mode for the stations i'm not exactly sure like cuz i've noticed when you turn that on like bits of the station are colored differently and i'm not exactly sure what that means like is there is that a way to tell what you've scanned and what you haven't for example
2: like Oh yeah, it tells you what you haven't scanned yet, but it most importantly it tells you which modules are un- unknown and uh, in in your encyclopedia. So if, if a station has a module on it, is is made from from station modules that you don't know yet, you would see that by the color. And once oh. you do identify it by flying close, you uh, the color tells you what kind of functionality it has. If um, when you when you go into station building later, then you will see that those categories uh, are are pretty important. There are. Uh, station modules that are for uh, the actual production like um if the station manufactures a product that th- that's the production module and then you have storage modules where the wares go and where the resources are stored that uh and then you have living sections where the workers live and and um and then you you have connection modules that are just basically uh uh yeah structural uh parts that that connect the rest then there are docks, um, and, and all of those are the different categories, and the colors stand for those categories. And uh, you can see them uh, also in the building menu.
0: Oh, okay. That, make, that makes a lot of sense, because I, I really do actually enjoy scanning stations. I don't know why. There's just like, I want to get this station to 100% for some reason. I don't even know. Uh, someone's saying it's impossible to do that, though, from your ship. You apparently have to get into a spacesuit to scan a, st- a station be- to
2: 100%. I I thought I scanned one from the ship at 100%. Is that accurate? Depends on what what modules there are. Yes, there are modules that require spacesuit scanning to get to 100% because oh. there's, uh, this this internal knowledge for especially for storages because uh once you know everything about a storage you also know what's inside and once you know what's inside you you know where you can steal stuff. You can steal stuff from huh. stations by by hacking them and uh, so um Scanning a station to one hundred percent can be pretty valuable information.
0: Oh, okay. So it is intentional, and it 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 encourages you to use the spacesuit more, which is really. It took me so long to get even a handle on controlling that damn spacesuit. I will tell you what,
2: because <laughs> it's a bit That's different than much. the, sh- huh? Sorry. It's a bit. It's a bit harder. It's it. It has. It doesn't have a big engine. So yeah, you you struggle a bit more with inertia there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yes. That's that was the problem I had about it. Uh Yeah. It, uh, on the Twitch, uh, someone said they haven't figured out how to do hacking yet. I haven't either. <laughs>
2: uh Oh. It's, someone's. Uh, a- Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's. It's it's intentionally complicated uh, not complicated it's intentionally hard uh, not really complicated once you figure it out but there's there's some items that you can craft which uh, can then be used basically on on panels in in the state uh, and um, you can also observe some pirates that do it. But, they I mean, you can see pirate ships sometimes flying around stations and stealing goods. And um, you can actually profit from them stealing. Actually, you can pick up the containers before they do, and then you can also make money that way. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. I just see criminals flying around stations every now and again. I usually just shoot them down. <laughs> no, that that's different. I mean, I'm talking about the bigger oh. the ships. Uh, they, they are... Uh, They're pretty, sometimes they are flying under false factions, though. So um, you you might see a ship that looks like a a normal Argon, but um, behaves maybe a little bit suspicious by flying very close to a station and then suddenly containers appear and it pops uh, and it tries to pick them up and if you scan that ship then you will find out that it has a wrong identity so that these are bi- basically undercover pirates stealing goods and um, yeah you can you can shoot them down uh, without uh losing reputation and you can steal their stuff so
0: we also have someone on youtube saying they have a uh, teladi guild mission bug with uh putting Satellites to a hundred percent. It's like, eh, that sounds like a bug, <laughs> but it's also a hard mission. Like, do you have to be really precise when you put like some satellite missions
2: down? Um, you mean coverage? One hundred percent coverage of a- yeah, sector? yeah. I think I believe that's what they're saying. Yeah,
0: increase satellite mm-hmm. coverage to a hundred. I never managed to increase the coverage, no matter where I place
2: the advanced satellites. They're saying. There's there's certainly bugs in, in, in some missions and um, not just uh, the amount of missions, more the um, the complexity of the universe. Some missions work in one place but don't work in another, and um, it's it's really hard to test. But yeah, we we are working on it.
0: Yeah, I, f- I figured because it's it's people were saying it's it's smaller than the other X games, but the sectors are huge for one thing, and. You were saying this in the video. The map is is bigger
2: than people think. Yes, Um, exactly. Uh, This is is indeed, I I think, a little bit unfair. Some people are criticizing that when when they haven't really played a lot yet. This is just because the map tries to give you a good overview of the universe doesn't mean the universe is small. Actually, indeed, uh, sectors are a lot bigger than than they were in in any X game before. And uh, you cannot... uh, calculate the size of the universe just by counting the sectors Uh, yes x3 games may have had more sectors in some cases but it's not uh comparable in total size
0: right and the long range scan doesn't even scan like the entirety of the sector it goes
2: out to what 300 kilometers or something like
0: that
2: yeah i don't know the exact number but it has a limitation in kilometer range yes and then yeah um yeah
0: yeah, exactly. So there's a limit. So even if you scan a bunch, you still have to go out. If you want to reveal the whole sector, you still got to go out and find stuff. And I I do love the long-range scanning mode. I love how it colors things differently. Like, what are those orange things? Oh, those are asteroids. Whee! Okay. <laughs> Let's go check those out. So as an exploration nut, I have to say I'm very happy with your game. Because <laughs> so many games don't do explore Either they don't even try to do exploration, or they, they half-ass it, you know? And so it's, it's really, really great to see just a game that encourages you to... Like, you, you don't have to... Like, I love how... Like, it seemed like in the earlier X Games, to make money, you really had to do trading. But I like how in this game, it seems like you don't have to trade at... do all the trading to make all the money if you don't want to. You can explore stuff. You could do missions, you know? It seems like... There's more variety and opportunity in this one than the previous games. I-
2: That's absolutely the goal. You shouldn't be dependent on one activity alone. That's uh, the that- exploration no, that- you can make, for example, a lot of money also with... with I don't know, have you, have you tried uh, uh, crystals? Or did you find any crystals on Asteroids?
0: I have not found crystals yet. I, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of... Mi- I, I love missions, so I've been doing a lot of those, but I have been exploring a little more, but I haven't found any crystals yet
2: some that are pretty rewarding once you find them but it's uh it's it, uh, this is one of the things that are really hard to balance because uh, some people find them all the time because they are really looking for them very carefully and then uh, this can be something right i also have problems with finding them myself maybe
0: well it sounds like they shouldn't be the it sounds like they shouldn't be the easiest thing to find so that makes oh, sense
2: but they are very rewarding once you find them. At least some. There's different types, and yeah, it's complex.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, someone on Twitch, uh, Zanalo, I can't say that. I don't know how to say that. Uh, saying it's like its own mini game, uh, finding crystals. So I think that's going to be the next thing I try. Because that, that's one thing I like. It's like if I, I I don't feel like doing any missions, I could just oh, I'm just going to start exploring or scanning stations or whatever, and finding stuff. So it's a really great. Um, you have a good flow in this game as to bouncing around to do different things. Which is for someone like me who has a really short attention span so important. <laughs> so well done. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Thank you very much. That's uh, great to hear.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've I think there was only one moment where like I was flying around, I didn't find any new missions. It's like I feel like I should take a break and walk away for a little bit, but I'll come back and I'll find something else to do. And th- I it didn't take me long. Like, I scanned a thing. It's like, oh, there's a station out there. Let's check that out. See if they have any missions or see what it is. You know? So, um oh, are there derelict ships in the game? I didn't know there were derelict ships. Wait, what? Someone asked if there's a set number of derelict ships or are they proced- procedurally
2: generated. I didn't even know there oh. were derelicts. They are, yeah, and I think they are. Um, the majority of them is uh, is placed. I'm not 100 percent sure if there are now also placed ones. Uh, we we discussed it, but I'm not sure. the The guy who who is in charge of that is, of course, not here now with me. Um, I I don't want to say something wrong, but I think probably the major majority, if not all, are placed manually.
0: That makes sense. Oh, here's another interesting question: Will we get the ability to set default behavior for multiple ships at once? Like mm-hmm. I get.
2: Good point. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, not yet. Yeah, that's. Uh, um, that almost sounds like
0: that sounds like making it an RTS. Almost like do a drag and select. <laughs>
2: But you you can set well wait you can set a default behavior for all of your objects that's that's already implemented what you can't do is make a multi select and then set um all of them to a um and, and and set all of them to the same default behavior i think that's what what he means that's so a, that's you, well, you can already give you can already give orders to all so th- there's this uh <laughs> maybe a little bit uh, too much in detail now but there's Orders are basically uh, short-term things. You you can, for example, tell a ship to fly to a place. That would be an order. Or to trade with a good. That would be an order. Whereas a behavior is something that is permanent. So you can tell a ship to auto-trade uh, as opposed to doing one particular trade. That would be a behavior. And, um, and then there's uh, the actions to things like how do you react when you meet a pirate? How do you react when the police scans you? Um, that last bit you can set globally for all ships, and you can set, but you can override it per ship individually. First bit about orders, that's also something you can do with multi-select. So you can do, uh, you can select a group of ships and then say you all fly to this position or you all attack that station. Um, what's not possible is to do a multi-select and then say, okay, you all ships now get the behavior auto trade. Uh, that's this.
0: It sounds like people do want that. They're talking about that on Twitch. It sounds like people do want that. Uh, I don't know how hard that would be to implement. It doesn't sound easy. <laughs> but uh, it, it does sound like that is one thing people want, <laughs> is to multi-select Take behavior talks. change. Yeah, yeah. So so that'd be something to note down. Uh, so I we actually have to start wrapping this up. So I'm going to... I uh, asked the final question someone asked this earlier but I didn't get to ask it. Uh will there be pets in the game at all? <laughs> oh. Hmm, I haven't thought of that.
2: Um
0: hmm. Yeah, well, I would love to have
2: child,
0: a I, I I would love to have a ship's cat. Honestly, hmm. I would love like uh what was the cat in um Alien? Oh god, what was the cat's name? Suppose, do you remember but, what, what,
1: what
2: <laughs> hmm. But there yeah, a question <laughs> no are you willing to do are you willing to do microtransactions for it? Are you willing to buy your <laughs> I
0: I would pay a dollar. Yeah, Jonesy, thank you. Uh Jenner Newen over on Twitch. Uh I would pay a dollar for Jonesy for my ships. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I would pay a dollar for that. Absolutely. Yeah, like something I would pay a dollar for like like Like, uh, Elite does this, and I don't mind, you know, that you can pay a dollar or two for a bobblehead, you know, for your ship. I think that's fine. I don't mind that. Someone spent time making that, so I don't mind paying for that, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, of course.
1: Well, I mean, the other other way to go about that would be make an expansion in which multiple animals are added to the game, and as part (laughs) of your station, you can make a zoo.
2: Oh, oh, oh. I, don't, mm, I was th- I don't, I don't <laughs> think we are going I I don't think we are going to do a zoo manager game out of that but yeah. No,
1: um, but but the idea that you uh, could have uh, just uh, uh, maybe uh, like a no, uh, just a section in which you have a, a zoo doesn't have to even make money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just something that's there cosmetic. Oh no, I was
0: yeah. thinking I was thinking like you have a ship with a dozen cats on it you become like a, you know galactic cat uh Cat guy, you, know, you, just, you have a horde of cats on your the intergalactic ship.
1: intergalactic cat lady.
0: Yeah, intergalactic <laughs> cat lady. Exactly. That's what I, that's where that's where my brain was going with it. Not the zoo thing. The I've got thirty cats on my ship. It smells like cat pee all the time. <laughs> I've got fourteen litter boxes. I, I always have a supply of litter in my cargo.
2: <laughs> in my cargo. <laughs> litter boxes are, litter boxes are also available for microtransactions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh that's a great that's that's a great place to end it on right there. Microtransaction uh, litter boxes and cats. <laughs> oh my god. Um so folks, this, this is an early morning show. I actually have to run to work, so I hate to do this. But um but I got we gotta wrap up cause it's uh yeah, I gotta get to work. I wish I didn't, because we got more people asking questions, and 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 I'm sure we could talk about this even more. Maybe we should have you back on in a few months to revisit, like maybe after 2.0 or wh- or whatever. Or maybe when the next expansion uh, comes out. Oh, um, happy to do that. Yeah, we can have you back because people are asking a lot of questions. <laughs> it's Just calling sick, <laughs> <laughs> K- Kermit the Frag. Oh, that's a great username on Twitch, Kermit the Frag. That is a great username. That might be one of the best I've seen in a long time, just calling sick. That is great. I wish I could. Uh, (laughs) But, folks, I want to thank you all for uh, stopping by and uh, watching and listening and asking questions. Uh, Bernd, I want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your, I'm sure, very busy day with all the bug fixes and all the patches to uh, talk to us about uh, not only X4 but the series as a whole. It's been very educational. I'm not calling it sick, you guys. thank you so much, but I'm not calling it what if my boss is watching my boss knows i do I do this <laughs> that'd be that'd be ridiculous that'd be terrible if I did that <laughs> you guys are awesome uh so just a couple of programming notes before we wrap up uh this thursday on our our land party uh we're gonna be returning to uh, a much beloved game space beast Terror fright. Uh, it's had, it's had some huge improvements and, uh, changes since the last time we played. So we're going to be, uh, space hogging around in a uh, procedurally generated hulks, fighting, uh, fighting aliens and dying to our own bullets <laughs> as, as much as their teeth. Dying horribly. Oh yeah. Cause there's friendly fire in that game and I'm, I have a very quick trigger. Uh, I've, I've killed, cohorts many times so if you haven't played space beast terror fright by the way it's amazing it's it's four it's player pro- co-op four player co-op it's probably the best space hulky type game uh period i think it's definitely better than the official was a it, deathwing it's definitely better than that um and then next week uh our next week's going to be our last podcast of the year uh and so we're going to take a look back at what a very busy uh, what a very busy year 2018 has been It's been a very busy year for space games Which is great A lot of great stuff like X4 has come out Oh, uh, Garriott, it is Space Beast Terror Fright Is the name of the game we are playing on Thursday um, That game is amazing But yeah, next week we're going to take a look back at 2018 What a just really great year it's been for gaming and space gaming It's been a, just a phenomenal year uh, and then we're going to be on holiday break. So uh, thanks for watching and listening, everyone. And uh, it's been great talking to all of you. Burn. it's been great talking to you. It's been a great episode. And uh, have a wonderful day, y'all, and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.